is Talitha Kume, and you're tuned in to Intimate Conversations presented by Food for the Soul. Hot, hot 7025 F. Make radio great again. In these uncertain times, everyone needs a hand up. Becoming a sponsor or making a donation to Food for the Soul Media Group is a great opportunity to help. Intimate Conversations with Talitha and Bobby airs every Saturday at 1 o'clock p.m. Pacific Standard Time on Hot 702.5 FM Streaming Radio and live on our FB page. Intimate Conversations discusses all of those topics we don't like to talk about. Become a sponsor or donate today at foodforthesoulmediagroup.press or email us at foodforthesoulpresents at gmail.com. Let's talk about it. Don't stress. Woosa. Exhale. Yes, dear. That tastefully lush aroma is you. Let oneself go in the sweet, rodellant moxie vibrating through your pores. You are well. Today's sponsor is Total Relaxation, offering a meditation experience for the inner peace you need. Mental health should be a number one priority in the lives of yourself and your family. Keeping everyone grounded and healthy leads to a more balanced, refreshed, and joyful life. Go to www.totalrelaxationlv.com for more information. Breathe, meditate, balance, heal, repeat. Welcome back and thanks for tuning in this afternoon to Intimate Conversations with Talitha and Bobby presented by Food for the Soul Media Group here on Hot 702.5 FM and on our Food for the Soul FB page. If you guys have not already, go like our page, follow us on Instagram at Food for the Soul Media Group and or Lay Worldwide and subscribe to our YouTube stations, Food for the Soul Media Group and Intimate Conversations. Yep. You guys, we are back. We have missed you guys in this studio because last week we were... Um, we we did a pre-recorded at home, and um, we were we, we couldn't wait to get back. In I know it, man. The it's mix. Been, it feels I like love about four weeks. For yeah, me. I, I love the studio feel. Yeah, you've well, you, because you've been gone from Las Vegas. Period. So oh, that's, that's why right. it feels uh, so much longer for you guys. But we are back, and our theme for this month has been summertime, you guys. So we are really interested in keeping it light this month, yep. talking about different things that are going on during the summer, uh, trying to improve your summer experience. Uh, for this uh, 2021 and trying to see if we can help you guys get out and uh, get some of that sun. Yes, sir. So we are discussing back in the day. We're going to be talking about reunions, summertime rituals, summertime music, fun, and the 80s, 90s, and the early 2000s, you guys. So we are so excited today because we get to talk about some nostalgic things. Yes, sir. We get to talk about some things that um, that we came up with in our childhood that made us feel safe that made us feel you know that made us feel love that made us feel happy man we need some of those vibes right now you guys so i'm gonna go ahead and get into the show and the first um it's just a short article that i found it says summertime is the best for many reasons but back then it felt like all we had was plenty of time to have fun we went outdoors got wet listened to music and basically enjoyed the fact that we were alive and free to do whatever we wanted also it was a time to make sure that you had everything you needed to enjoy these few precious months before you went back to school with that in mind how about making the summer count by revisiting some of the things that really made your summer great back then. So here's what you'll need to create the ultimate 80s summer in order to get in touch with who you once were. So this article is just talking about the 80s. So we're going to be and going 90s. through the 80s, 90s, and 2000s. Yeah. Um, but Bobby said that the, we, we found some things that were going on in the 80s from this list, but Bobby said that the very first one on the list actually was made in the 90s. So. Yes. We'll talk about that. But the first thing that we have on our list is the super soaker. 
this was the first time we ever had anything like this. We were so excited to not have to refill every few minutes when we had um, our water gun. So if yeah. you guys don't know what the Super Soaker was, but Bobby said the Super Soaker actually came out um, 90, what'd you say, 90? 1990, created 19, by Lonnie Johnson. Okay, 1990, uh, created by Lonnie Johnson. And so, uh, but they said that it's in the 80s. So um, that was one of the things that was wrong. But uh, no matter here or there, it, um, we have fun with it. Yeah. Uh, then Oakley sunglasses is on our list for the 80s. Um, if totally you were a product great. of the 80s, then you know that these were the ultimate sunglasses to wear. A video camera. So all of you guys or all of you kids who don't know what a vi video camera was, that's when we, we, we used to capture images and video on an actual camera that had a cassette tape in or a tape in it rather. So this was for capturing all your epic adventures and even making your own movie. Yes. What about the Ferris wheel? I'm sorry. When all else fails, you can go to an amusement park and take a spin on this classic ride. Also, the Sony Walkman was yeah. really popular in the 80s. This is how we spent a lot of our newly acquired alone time. You would put on your Walkman, uh, sit somewhere quiet, you know, and just kind of max out to um, a tape that you made and that you put into your Walkman. The slip and slide. Everyone who's anyone had one of these and who right. needed a swimming pool. The trampoline. This was back when there was no safety nets and we could be free to fall <laughs> in epic ways. Yeah. And then the last one was the mixtape, man. It said you'll need to put together your favorite music on the tape. And then when you finish that, you're going to put it in the boom box, which you guys, not sure if you guys know what the boom box is, but the boom box, this was the beginning of a great party. You would make your tape, put it in the boom box, and then you're jamming. So what I want to know is what was your favorite thing to do or wear in the 80s? Bobby, do you remember um, anything was, about your, because you were, you were young. but I was a big fan of uh, the Walkman, and then whenever the CD Discman came out, Oakleys weren't popular in the 80s. They were okay, they, they came, they were out in the 80, they came out in eighty four, but they weren't released to the public till ninety five. Okay. And they're about two hundred and thirty dollars. I remember this. I okay. remember Oakley's and Jabos were super popping. Uh -huh. Not popping in the nineties. I mean in the eighties or you know, they got their their buzz mid nineties. But anyway, yeah, the Walkman. I love the Walkman. That was my thing. And um the slip and slide actually. And mixtapes, I was always making mixtapes, always stuffing a little paper in the top of the tape and then putting the tape over the top of it yes. and recording stuff off the radio. Yeah. That was a going thing to do. If you didn't do that, then you weren't a normal human being in the late 80s, early 90s. Mm. You know, so. So you think so? Um, I liked, um, I remember the slip and slide. Yeah, slip and slide for sure. I remember the slip and slide, um, and I remember the, I will probably say the video camera. Oh, so of course. Slip, I so had every kind of video camera, though. Yeah, so, so slip and slide, man was this um it was it was this yellow plastic that you would buy at the store i don't remember how much it cost mm -hmm. but you would buy this um yellow plastic and then you would put it down in your front yard backyard driveway street yeah. whatever it was and then you would take your water hose and, just waste and then water. you put water right. you would put water on the slip and slide and you would go you know put on your, your, your bikini your bathing suit or whatever yeah. and you would just run and slide on your stomach <laughs> yeah. on your butt on yeah. your back whatever you would just I can't slide see that being a going thing out here because Man, of the it, ground it, out here. But in West, well, shoot, growing up, well, it was all right because we had grass. Well, if you if you if you don't have grass, yeah, I don't know so how I you would have taking you, a hard dive on a hard concrete <laughs> just because some thin plastic and some water. I, yeah, I, I, don't, sir. I don't know how you would do it out here, but it right. seems like it would be it would be better out here though because of the heat. And it's like those who don't have pools or different things like that or don't don't have access or you know can't go to the pool right now because right. of whatever's going on. Man, get that slip and slide. Yeah. Slide on down there, figure it out. Make it sure was, you don't it put it in. It was something I hated to love. I liked it because I liked the idea, but I sure hated it. I hated the the idea of using that water on that thing and not really getting the best slip I can get. I don't know. It was a try to. It was they tried it. I well, I I appreciated it. And then when you were real, um, when you were kind of um, what what can I say, uh, money deprived, right? And you couldn't afford a slip and slide. What did you use instead of a slip and slide, Bob? Shoot, uh, plastic bags. Yes, trash, trash bag. Bags. Trash bag, plastic bag. My daddy was a he's in construction, so I'd always uh -huh. find cool things from his truck. Uh-huh. You know, he'd have like tarps and all that kind of stuff, you know. So yeah. So you would do tarps, so you wouldn't do you wouldn't do the trash bags I like have the to other use normal. Trash bags. Uh -uh. Okay. Well, 
Well, we had trash bags sometimes. If you didn't have the slip and slide, you would put trash bags together and you would put them down similar to the way the slip and slide works. Put the water on there and you would slide on the trash bag. The only thing about the trash bags is that sometimes if you didn't have, if you didn't figure out a genius way to put them together, keep them together, they would separate. So you would slide. Slide all into the grass, all oh, into man. the mud, get splinters and prickles all in your butt. Oh yeah, and well, we were just—it's <laughs> pretty bad if you do that wrong. So yeah, you yeah. got to spend the twenty-four ninety-nine. Yeah, you did. And you go did. buy the slip and slide, and, and do the slip you and know. slide. Yeah. But yeah, I remember that, and then I remember the video cameras because I remember we had a couple of them, yeah. and we would video all sorts of things, especially. Um, in the summer when we did our family reunions and stuff like that, and then we would video. My dad used to be with a, um, a singing group, and I don't even remember the name of the singing group. I'm so sorry. But um, he was with the singing group with this other couple. It was three of them, and we used to go to different churches because my dad was a missionary and also a pastor. And so we would go to different churches, and we would um, they would sing, and we would have, like, concerts and stuff like that, and he would um, we would video them. I don't know where those videos are, but that was fun because I, I got a chance to run the video camera, and I think that's probably when I fell in love with videoing and different right. things like that because yeah, I got absolutely. a chance to do that. But those were great. The 80s were so great. Um, hairstyles, fashion, man, it was so cool. We were supposed to do um, our movie review of Can't Buy Me Love oh, yeah. uh, last, and we didn't get a chance to do it because Bobby was out of town. But um, our Can't Buy Me Love, when we watched the movie Can't Buy Me Love, you saw a lot of 80s fits and yeah. different things like that. That was so cool, man. All the hair was great. Man. Everything was great in that movie, man, you know, except for the timing. The time was a little off, but it was great. But you remember, yeah. you remember the 80s because you were free to be different man right. that's when boy george came out um david bowie yeah. uh artists like that who Prince. just kind of yeah and just kind of dared to um to be to be different and you know every like, decade you, know? you get a pop of artists who dare yeah. to be different but yeah. the 80s was whenever it really was just like we're all going to make statements we, yeah. we're all going to be a madonna we're all going to be a boy yeah. george we're all going to be a prince you yes. know and all these different mountains of people a that lot. were so great had all these following michael jackson's yeah you know it was cool. Like in the seventies, it was coming about. Yeah. You know, with your George Clintons and all those guys, mm -hmm. but it just wasn't as cool. Yet, right. Right. You know. And so they and they made it cool. So that they was made cool. it cool to see it in public. You know, seventies was just on TV. You see those cats. You wouldn't see nobody walk. I don't think mm -hmm. my mom wouldn't. I would see pictures like my mom would post. I didn't see nobody looking like George Clinton in those pictures. No. Or nothing like that. But no. you see them on stage. Yeah. After the eighties people looked like the people you saw on stage, stage in right. pictures. So that so was when like that I guess that was when we, that was when we started to get inspired by those and we felt comfortable mm -hmm. wearing the outfits and different things like that. So that was actually when I guess fashion or the artists began to um really encourage or inspire right. regular people right. to look fly like them. Absolutely. So uh, that's probably around around that time because before you were kinda just safe. Just kind of with the afros and stuff like that or yeah, whatever, you right, know. Right. But it wasn't anything, you know, different or weird. Um, also, I want to talk about the, the mixtape that you talked about. I used to make mixtapes as well, Bob. I was um, uh, I was a music guru, if you will. Um, I loved all kinds of music. And I didn't know good music until I actually started going to Kansas City for the summer. Right. So back here in California, you know, you hear music or whatever. I usually just heard the popular music that was on the radio. Yeah. So I didn't hear different things because by then my father had gotten to ministry. So he had stopped getting music and stuff like that. So the only music I heard was on the radio or or maybe at a friend's or something like that when I was younger. And then I lived in a lot of white neighborhoods, so I didn't hear, right. I didn't even hear a lot of R&B. So when I started, my mom and dad started sending me to Kansas City in the summertime, man, I found out about so much music. Yeah, the B-side of the records, right. Yes, right. the B-side, the 45. Shout right. out to my cousin Lonnie, my girl Rebecca, Uncle and my, uh, my aunt, yeah, and Uncle Randy, who actually turned me on to cool yeah. Music and so I love I love music now yeah. because of them and my father too but because of them I love all types of music as well. Yeah. I'm thankful so that for that cool. too. Mama yeah. was always a B side of the record person. She's always been a abstract person, but yeah. was quiet. Yeah. So she used her abstract ability to uh, to teach me mm -hmm. how to be louder and different. Abstract. So I like yes, yeah, so I always like different kind. Of, I'm when I say different type of music, everything. Yeah. You know, even the music I used to produce used to sound like bad bagpipe music. Wow. Yeah, all my music would have like a string of bagpipe music in the background. Mm -hmm. I don't know. 
Slamming and see, and sometimes. I and I think I, that's probably why we connect a lot too, yeah. because um, I'm interested. Not saying that I um, I won't. I won't, I'll take a listen to anything or whatever, but something just has to connect with me. Like I've listened to all types of music. When I was in college, I actually got into a lot of new age music, which a lot of people my age is like, what is a new age or whatever? But I loved the, just the sounds of instruments yeah. and, you know, just the, the, the way they made you feel. And so I listened to a lot of new age, listened to um, some soft rock, listened to some, some classical. I like classical music. Yeah. I like jazz. Um, I like some blues, and the only music that I really, really just didn't like was like country, bluegrass, stuff like that. I just couldn't really get into it that much. I don't know why. I can't tell you it's why. It's just probably because your environment. If you probably, if Maybe. You, like personally, I think the only reason I was able to connect that type of music is because I started trying to connect to those people. Okay. You know what I mean? So I started Maybe getting so. friends that were in that stuff, and yeah. if you you start to love your friends and you start to try to figure out why they love what they love. Yeah, maybe it's so. It's like, okay, I can, I can see what, that is, what this is about this weird-ass music that you like. Yeah. All right, then I can kind of bump this a little bit. You know, so that's the only reason I got connected to weird stuff like that. But, yeah. yeah. Maybe so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, this is the time you guys to call in at 702-551-5261 or comment and tell us what was your favorite thing to do in the 80s. We are yeah. waiting for you guys to respond. But while we are waiting for you guys to respond, we are going to move on to the 90s. So the 90s was really it. cool because... Let's move to the 90s. Excuse me, because 90s actually was your era. But the 90s, um, I was, I think I was a, a, a teenager around that time. Um, and so I'm going to talk about some of the things that happened in the 90s. More than 20 years ago, the only screen device that captivated children's attention, like a smartphone, was a Game Boy mm. or a Game Gear if you sided with Sega. Even then, time spent on handheld video gaming didn't even come close to holding a match to the hours spent on social media and other apps today. So if kids weren't mesmerized by memes, viral videos, and the latest hashtag craze, what were they doing with their free time? With summer right around the corner, it's time to vacation like it's the 1990s. So here's what kids did for fun before it became hashtag fun. This is cool. And so it says that the first thing the kids did was they hung out at the mall. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't think, I don't know how many towns where kids hang out at the mall still, but man, that was so much fun. Preteens and like teenagers it. spent a lot of their days um, off perusing the food court and shops of their local local shopping malls. It was a hub to meet up, waste several hours of the day playing video games at the arcade, chasing the opposite sex, shopping, not really buying anything, and loitering around the food court. Also, they played tag in all of its forms. One of the best parts of being a kid was having more energy than you knew what to do with, and that was tag. All variants of it came uh, into play, everything from flashlight uh, tag, freeze tag, to kick the can and hide and seek yeah. were all memorable ways to pass those long summer days. Yeah. Uh, rolling, roller or ice skating at the local rink. It's safe to say the kids from the 90s are so familiar with skating rinks that the songs that made them popular could <clears throat> be considered a genre themselves. Whether you were racing friends, playing arcade games, enjoying a snack bar treat, or holding hands to your first slow skate song. Um, this is, they said Brian McKnight back at one. Roller rinks, <laughs> roller rinks, I'm sorry, were synonymous with 90s nostalgia. I remember roller rinks, you guys. Uh, a drive-in movie. Yeah. Uh, they Sure, with smartphones, you can take a whole family, a whole library of movies with you wherever you go, but nothing says summertime more than a double feature at the local drive-in. If you were lucky, your parents would stay for the full second movie, and you could revel in not having a bedtime. But let's be honest, most of us still passed out in the car ride home or on the car ride home. Yeah, we yeah, did. We absolutely did. Yeah, play, playing in the backyard. As a kid, the backyard was like a little oasis of potential fun. It provided an escape without having to leave your home. Kids everywhere partook in backyard baseball games with their friends, trampoline jumping, uh, running through the sprinklers, all sorts of things, building tree houses. Yeah, uh, all of that. All kind of stuff, man. Super super soccer wars. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Skip it, record breaking, and hula hooping, and so much more in the backyard. What about rollerblading? 
No, I never got out. My brother okay. got out, but no, not me. And it said, unless you lived in California, you probably haven't seen a rollerblade in decades. But right. back in the 90s, the sound of plastic wheels on concrete was a familiar, as familiar as the distant hum of a neighbor movie, mowing. Rather, Rollerblading was everywhere, and so was the pop of vibrant neon clothing that accompanied it. And so you didn't do rollerblading, but you said, I thought you said he did skateboarding. He did. He did. He rollerbladed first, and then he started skateboarding. Oh, okay. Well, well, I remember rollerblading, but I didn't really like, I didn't really, I didn't really get into rollerblading that much. Um, on this one in the 90s, the mixtape was back again. So we were doing mixtapes in the 90s too? Yeah, were absolutely. Mixtapes in, in the still, 90s and I mean, 80s? Okay. Mixtapes are still they, now. You're like, really? Are they? Yeah, Who's doing mixtapes right tapes now? Anymore. Who, oh, we, what do we do? What it's do we do now? It's all that on the, piff or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> so I, I know that, but but we don't have the cassettes where you don't have to put the paper in there right. with the tape and all that stuff right, anymore. Right. But that was fun though. That was fun searching around the house trying to find uh, uh, taping over your dad's sermons and stuff like that. Like I did. <laughs> Putting music. <laughs> Nobody wants to hear this. <laughs> Putting music on there and everything. And, um, right. And then my dad goes to get the sermon to play it. And he, he's OPP hearing some. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah, not happening. Ooh, wee. OPP. <laughs> now picture my daddy trying to listen to a sermon and then hearing OPP. You sound people's. like pretty much all the rest of the pastors of the church. So Man, shut up, Bobby. To the honesty. Ooh, ooh, wee. You and your church, you and your church hits. Um, what about camping out? Mm-mm. Um, did you ever make a tent and pitch it in the backyard and do? Only whenever I went to my buddy Charlie Chris's crib. Really, he was white, so we got to do white things like that. Okay, well, that... my black friends didn't do none of that. Well, no see, camping, I didn't, you no know what? I didn't, I didn't do any camping outside, but my right. brother and I would do would, would do tents inside with the chairs and everything. Yeah, man, we did all kind of stuff oh, yeah, inside, and then in the garage sometimes we would do stuff in the garage, yeah. so not outside, but yeah. What about the arcade? Oh, of course, that was an every week thing. If the arcade wasn't cracking, then something was wrong. So you was a, I what? can't play games, but I love being in arcades. So you didn't you didn't play none of the I games? I played, but I sucked. You did. You? I would only play the ones that I got to win like tickets on. Any uh, kind of like challenge game and all that. I'm not finna do it. So you, you didn't do the no two K with you. I can't. What was I'm the, to do it. the Tetris? Was it Tetris or what? 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 What, what was the game? Galaga. Gallag. Well, I don't know. Oh, I, I played, I played all, all of those. I played Space Invaders and Pac Man. Yeah, I played that too. Okay, and Donkey Kong. But you didn't get no tickets on that. So you're just it's a one person game, right? For the most part. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. It yeah, was hard yeah. to, it was hard to play, it was hard to play, it was hard to play. Um, uh, by yourself sometimes, depending on like you would play by yourself, yeah. and then you would maybe have your friend that came along, and then they would wait until you finish, and then they would play after you and kind of see who could beat each other, who could score mm-hmm. the highest. So that's kind of what we did there with that. But um, I dug in the '90s, man. I think that my favorite thing to do probably would have been roller skating. In the nineties I used you to You really were down with the fruit. Man, huh? I used to I used to go uh when I told you when when I started going to Kansas City, that just opened up my life to so much because you have to understand both my parents were from Kansas City right. and they moved to California. My dad was in the military and so we didn't have any family in, in California for a long time. So it was just uh, us, yeah. right? Yep. And then, you know, my dad started, you know, joining church and different things like that. So we had kind of, you know, I started making friends or whatever, but all of my family family was back in Kansas. Kansas City and Texas. And so when I started going to Kansas City, the late uh, mid 80s and then like the early 90s, man, my cousin used to go uh, skating out there and that was my stuff. Do you understand? Like you man. don't even know. You can still skate today? My, man, I can still skate today. Yes. Yes, Why sir. Why aren't you doing it now? Yes, sir. Because That's I, such a great way to stay in shape. I, I can't find a, um, once I find a skating rink that I'll be able to go to. Um, that somebody will go with me because, of course, I don't want to go by myself. Joe skate? Man, I'm in there. Nah, he doesn't. He Luke was, skate? He was bowling. Well, I don't know if Marcus still skates, but Marcus used to be a skate guard. He was a skate guard at about seven years old. We started skating hmm. when we were real, real See, little. See, Antoinette probably skate. Yeah, she probably does. You can I probably you, skate with her. Does. I bet she does. So let me see. I don't. I don't know though, because I'm Santronette will be uh trying to pull holes while I'm trying to. This get is my... for sure. She's definitely gonna get on some booty while you're skating. While I'm trying. Skate. Yeah, while I'm she trying. Like to, she go hard. I'm yeah. gonna have to ask her. Well, I'm trying to get my my exercise on. She's right. over there trying to holler up on some people. But um. And so, yeah, skating was my, my favorite thing to do in the 90s. What was your favorite thing, you think, in the 90s that makes you just like, oh, man, I miss the 90s? Oh, man, it's so much. I, re- I really liked, I really enjoyed going to the mall in the 90s. Did you? Yeah, I did. What mall, what, what mall was, the, was the hopping mall out there? Was it Southwest? Uh, yeah, it was Redbird Mall. I don't mm-hmm. know what Southwest Mall is. 
but Redbird, and then we were at. You know, Redbird is now called Southwest in Dallas. Let me trying to no. play. Okay. We're at Redbird Mall, and then we were at uh, <laughs> Town East Mall when I was built like a pyramid. Triangle. Okay. That's the one that's in uh, Garland, right? Uh, Mesquite. Mesquite. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we have a Mesquite out here too. Yeah. Oh, and then uh, Grapevine Mills Mall was number one for us. My brother and I in the early was it right around the time like ninety eight, ninety seven, right when they opened or whatever. Uh-huh. Favorite place in the world, JC Penney's. Was in there buying all the old man clothes, everything <laughs> that your dad would wear. Why? Or your dad wouldn't wear and give to your grandfather. We would buy. Why? Because we Why was on that. We was on the Velcro strap shoes, you know all that. It was yeah, JC Penney's in the mall back in the days or thing. Well, 90s, I probably would have to say, was my favorite uh, decade. It was my favorite decade. I was in my teens, but this era, man, was so live. Man, a fun fact, I used to be a hip-hop dancer. Yeah. And a lot of people don't know that about me. I used to be a hip-hop dancer for a rap group. It was a local rap group in California called um, IBM Intelligent Black Men, and it was two brothers, and I don't know if it was their cousin or whatever, that was the DJ. It was kind of like a run DMC type of thing or whatever. Yeah. But they wanted to speak positivity. And so they started doing, I, I forgot how we met. I think I was dating one of them, I think. And I forgot even how, how we met. And I think his name was Paxton, maybe? I don't even remember. Anyway, so I was dating one of them. And then um, and then uh, they, they knew that my friend and I could dance. And so they were like, hey, you know, we would love to have some dancers for our group. And they got a manager and everything, and we started touring the local high schools um, yeah. in the 90s. And so I was actually getting my dance on, man. We tried to get it to Soul Train, didn't make it there, but, you know, it was fun dancing around uh, the neighborhood and me and my girl, Danita, making up dances and stuff like that. And that's actually when I started writing my uh, plays for the first time, and I started my own production company in 93 nice. from being a dancer. So that was really weird. But anyway, that was my best time my best decade that gives me the most fondest memories man so that was cool um we're about to take a break you guys if you just tuned in you're listening to intimate conversations on hot 702 with talitha and bobby and we are talking about back in the day summer fun and i got something special for you guys so listen up Nobody press up and mess up the scene I set I like to stand in the crowd And watch the people wonder Damn, but think about it Then you understand I'm just an addict addiction. Set it straight, you know what I'm saying? And there ain't no half stepping. Word, I'm ready. Rapper stepping to me.
and I'm freezing for a fact. You ready, wrong? I'm ready. You ready, dear? I'm ready, slick, are you? Oh, yeah. Take it down. Girl, I must. It's been a long time. Long time. We shouldn't have left you. Left you. Without a dope Step two. Step two. Back to Intimate Conversations with Talitha and Bobby, presented by Food for the Soul, here on Hot 702.5 FM. Uh, and support for Food for the Soul comes yep. from Talia B. Need your credit repaired but don't know where to start? Hit up our credit repair specialist. She'll help you get your credit restored and back on track in no time. For more information, go to Talia B on on, on Facebook. Is it Facebook? Go yeah. to Talia B on Facebook. And you can find her there. Inbox her. Hit her up. And she will get on it. Helping you restore your credit. Your credit. So you guys, how did y'all like that mix, man? Can you remember some of the songs, Bobby, that I picked? Can you remember uh, where you were when you heard, like, just the intro? Like, I wanted to pick songs that you knew the song just from the intro. Like, the intro just made you hype. Just Some of those listening. songs were. You know, well, well, of, you know well, that the mix... Of, like, one of those songs that you picked was one of my songs. But well, the rest of them were, like, yours. Yeah, so, so, the, I mean, so, so the mix for me. Yeah. Right. It was it was well, my stuff. Know, they got their move. Anyway. Their times, so, you know. don't... So, none of it. None Some of the of songs. It. Okay, name two of them. Uh, I mean, because the mix was my mix. Yeah, so, this, so uh, this I'm going to say definitely the one that I just commented on with... Uh, with uh, Ray J, for yeah, sure. Brandy's brother. Brandy's brother. And then there was one before that that was even like uh, kind of dope, but I didn't really like the song. Uh, uh, the Amelie? No. Amelian? Um, I remember. Or, I think um, I remember where I was Or was it that. the Brat? Um, I'm gonna give it to you. Uh, no, I think it was a Little Wayne song. No, it wasn't. Wayne, no, 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 it wasn't. It was a... A Big Daddy Kane song. The Big Daddy Kane was ain't no half, was, ain't no half stepping, and you know that that's my like, stuff. I know it was like a good, a good tune. You know that that yeah. is that is my all time good summertime. Jam. I played all out of the, the hydrant tune. Time. Right. Yeah. Y'all, my prerogative. When you hear that, yeah, that's my jam. Um, and then uh, dun 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 dun, dun, dun poison. When you hear that, yeah. Um, I ain't no joke. 
doom, doom, doom. Yeah. That man, come on, man. Did you have poison on there? Yeah, I had poison on oh, there. Oh, yeah, poison for sure. And I had the show. I started off with the show I with Dougie like, Fresh and Slick Rick. I feel like someone was so short, man. It just kind of went over they, my head. They weren't, they weren't short. But, you know, if we were playing uh, name, that, name That Tune, man, it, it would be a rap for, would for, for whoever. Because I'm, you I'm would like, win that. yeah, man. That's my Let's stuff, man. see if we can do that with other people's music, though, not just to lead their music. Well, we'll <laughs> do it. That no, that's why I say next time. Uh, we'll, next time we'll do it with Bobby's type of music. Cause like we said, we both yeah. like music, but he likes different types of music. So I'm sure that I would lose if I played um, anything with you. But that '90s um, uh, hip hop. Were all of those songs '90s? Late '80s. Okay. Uh, some of them were late '80s, '90s. Yeah. Um, I think maybe early 2000. I want to say the brat maybe a uh, Millie somewhere yeah. around there. But like I said, being a dancer. I right. remembered all those, so I didn't even play my my, my stuff. I right. didn't even play my my X Clan. What X Clan? Oh yeah, that was your shit, man. <laughs> <laughs> Poor righteous yeah. teachers. What special right. ed? Yep. So anyway, but um, so you guys can can see how I get hype special over over music. I get I get hype over music, you guys. So I hope that that blessed your soul because it blessed our soul. Um, but if you guys would like to be a sponsor. On any of our shows, hit us up at food for the soul presents at gmail.com. And so we are continuing on with our summer time fun back in the day yep. memories. But first, we got Bobby B and his actual factual. So let's go. Yep. The summer starts. It's summertime. And us wild and crazy kids are ready to put our school slacks in the closet for three months as we salute our shorts and play our Nickelodeon guts out over MK2 and Papa John's. These were the days. But summers ain't really start until 1997. Oh, the magic that flowed through the musical airwaves in 97 were pure electricity. Master P had just broken all the rules, showing the world that the South mattered. Missy dropped chart-chopping chart, hit after hit with Tim, and Jay was on his In My Lifetime Volume 1. These made for the best times. Hot, crispy, Rudy's chicken slamming. Why, how you do that spun on the radio for the first time? Heads were sprung. And Dr. J was pushing the chronic, sort of ironic, uh, the energetic burst we got after losing two towers. Wow. Atlantis set spinning at the snow cone shop. Mom, I'll take the blue coconut with the cotton candy mix, please. What good times. Sun would beat down on you for hours. But who's complaining? I'll dip in the shade and cool off for a sec. No cell phone, no external splash of energy, just me and the hot sun and the shade. Enough of the shade. Those were the days. Porch warm Kool-Aid and a couple squares, I'm good. <laughs> now it's 9-11. Summer just ended, but the heat has just begun. How will summers be after this massive blow to our society? It, you know, as a youngster, all we were thinking about as a youngster, that's all we were thinking about. Flash forward, here we are again. Another traumatic hit. Another summer has come and gone. And we still look up. And we're still hopeful that the next summer will hit just as the ones past. Man. So in that, you were talking about 911 happened 2001, I think, right? Yeah, we lost towers so, twice, man. Like during this, like yeah. the 90s, right before all the big hits in music and everybody yeah. got real major, we lost Tupac and Biggie. Uh huh. And then... This last, you know, 9-11, mm -hmm. we lost those two towers, and then everything shifted again. So as a youngster going through those sort of things, all I'm looking at is the summers. Yeah. How's the summer going to be now that this stuff has happened? Yeah. You know, so, yeah. So I get it, man. So summers was our only sense of peace almost, you it's know, with everything, with everything yeah. going on. And it, right. because a lot of the things happened, they didn't, they didn't happen in the summer, thankfully. They happened outside mm -hmm. of the summer so in the summers you were like okay that's my solitude that's my rest right so what's going on this summer and how are we going to react or how are we going to uh clap back or you know what i'm saying come back from whatever happened we won't let this summer be in the 2020 because yeah. that summer seemed to disappear yeah yes the 2020 summer was pretty trash even though we got a chance to travel a little bit um this year even if we don't travel man i'm just hoping to do some fun stuff man right just hoping to, to, to get a little bit of, you know, my life back. So um, I want to talk about next family reunions. Oh, yeah. So I know black family reunions were a tradition in my childhood and probably for a lot of you guys listening. We want to find out when and how they got started. So I found an article. 
African-American family reunions date back to emancipation. Former slaves would place information-wanted advertisements in newspapers in search of family. The Great Migration between 1915 to 1940 of nearly 4 million African-Americans from the South to the North would greatly inspire family reunions. During these gatherings, extended family was significant as families were separated and new kinship ties were formed in bondage. This family tradition became a tangible symbol of memory and resilience and that endured slavery. Today, African-American family reunions continue as an intergenerational celebration of community, fellowship, and heritage. Yeah. So that's dope. Um, do you or your family host a family reunion? Um, and if so, how often? I know for me, uh, my family used to host them every year in Grosbeck, Texas. Uh, but I believe uh, my generation, actually, we kind of dropped the ball. And now I'm not sure if we have them anymore or not. Yeah. I, I don't even know who I would ask. I think maybe I'll try, and get, get, I'll, try, I'll try and get in touch with Lonnie. Yeah, we need to pick that ball back up. Uh, but they were so much fun, man. Uh, and my mom actually has a family reunion every year. Like, they stick to it every year. Her family is from Lubbock yep. with about 14 kids. So imagine how big their reunions are and oh, they're yeah. so much fun but they have it every year so what about yours do you have a fond memory of any of your family Once. reunions any just name one are you one serious of your i can yeah. man i think family reunions are pretty much the only thing i remember about summers outside of the things that i talked about in that actual mm -hmm. um every two years they were in one uh they would be in lubbock or dallas every mm -hmm. two years mm -hmm. so everybody would migrate from all over the u.s all over the world actually because we have cousins in germany mm -hmm. that would come to the ones in lubbock man so oh uh, yeah I, I remember sitting at may simmons park man every couple of years it even got to the point where i would bring like my best friends from dallas mm -hmm. to show them the experience of a real family reunion. yeah you man. know what i'm saying because some we people had, don't get it yeah no, they don't and especially as big as our family was like mm -hmm. you said your mom's mm -hmm. 14 kids ours the same okay um my mom's mother was oh man it was 12 of them something like that and that's crazy because they were in lubbock i yeah, bet lubbock you they all, I bet you they all, all you knew is, each other and went to oh yeah they together. all did every mm -hmm. last one of them mm -hmm. i guarantee it all you do in lubbock is pretty much eating pre reproduce like rabbits oh, okay that's what it looks like because yeah. all these families are huge but anyway so we would do that every summer and uh it was just a great experience man it's also safe to me I think family reunions are real good for black families considering that we don't get to know all of our family right off. Right. And we don't necessarily know ourselves. Yeah. So getting to get a family reunion, it's good to be able to place a face on somebody that you might have hollered at. You know what yeah, I'm saying? You, you know what I'm saying? All of these little things that could happen, bring your behinds to your reunions. Yeah. So that way you can get a good clarity and good clarity of who your family is, a good side of who your family is. Right. Ab absolutely. And that way you know yourself and you kind of um, – you're able to move differently yeah. once you know kind of where you came from, what type yeah. of stock you come from. And especially if your family, you know, um, uh, post-slavery and all the things that some of our ancestors did, we need to know those things. I, I'm sure that know. they will they will um, lift our heads somewhat. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Some of us. Yeah. They will lift our heads some, somewhat. Yeah, definitely. So um, do we want to throw Juneteenth in the mix? I think I do. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, because this just recently, it's been a hot topic in the U.S., and I remember finding out about this living in Kansas City around, I think it was 93 or 94. So, um Juneteenth is also known as Freedom Day, yep. Jubilee Day, Liberation Day, Emancipation Day. It's a, a holiday celebrating the emancipation of those who had been enslaved in the United States. Originating in Galveston, Texas, yep. it is now celebrated annually on the 19th of June throughout the United States with varying of, official recognition. It is commemor commemorated on the anniversary date of the June 19, 1865 announcement by Union Army General Gordon Granger, Proclaim, proclaiming freedom from slavery in Texas. So pretty much um, after the Emancipation Pro Proclamation happened, they started to they started this Juneteenth celebration, which is it pretty much just kind of celebrates our freedom. But it says celebration dates to 1866, at first involving church-centered community. 
community gatherings in Texas, it spread across the South and became more commercialized in the 1920s and 1930s, often centered on a food festival. During the civil rights movement of 1960s, it was eclipsed by the struggle for post-war civil rights, but grew in popularity again in the 1970s with the focus on African-American freedom and arts. So by the 21st century, Juneteenth was celebrated in most major cities across the United States. Activists are campaigning for the United States Congress to recognize Juneteenth as a national holiday, just like they recognized June, uh, July 4th. Um, and it says Hawaii, North Dakota, and South Dakota are the only states that do not recognize Juneteenth, according to the congressional research. So we talked about this before, Bob, I think, mm-hmm. when I was saying that I didn't even know. Like, nobody about, knew about it I didn't until, even know like, about Juneteenth. I knew, we knew yeah. about it in Lubbock because yeah. we're Texan. Right, and, and know, I, didn't, so. I didn't know about it because right. I was Californian, of course. Right. And, um, and then when I started going to KC in the summertime, that's when I actually found out about what a Juneteenth was. Right. So that's crazy, man. It's crazy. So a lot it's of like, states that didn't know about it. It's like just reading that, hearing you read that shows uh-huh. there's absolutely nothing new. Yeah. There's no new knowledge, no information. It's just everybody gets a new revelation because they decide to read stuff like Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because we didn't, because we didn't read before, and yeah. I think it's because all this stuff is stuff Peter Tosh probably said in all his albums, and we just sleeping over it. So you know what? So 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 can I safely say that that's the only good, mm-hmm. not the only good, but some of the good that does come from social media. Um, Google being on our phones and different things like that because we're learning a lot of stuff oh, that, did, we, that, that we did not learn back in the day when right. we were out there playing and just having a fun and being oblivious to life and what was going around uh, on around us although we were having fun there were some things that were going on that we probably should have known about sound but like, we didn't sound like people still in the same place they still but being entertained pacified by the news so they but missing but all this real yeah. information yeah right. and so family reunions are very important because right. when you're going to your family reunions you're finding finding out the history of your particular family and mm-hmm. then some of the history of, of the world that you right. might not know about. So that's right. cool. So you guys, last, we got to take y'all into 2000s and what was popping early 2000. So I found some songs that were on the charts in the 2000s, Jumpin' by Destiny's Child, The Real Slim Shady by Eminem, Try Again by Aaliyah, Maria Maria by Carlos Santana, Crazy in Love by Beyonce featuring Jay-Z, Holla Back Girl by Gwen Stefani, Miss Jackson by Outkast, Work It by Missy Elliott, and the list is endless. So what was your favorite song in early 2000, if you can remember? Do you not, remember? not much of any of that shit. I hated that era of music. I thought, I thought in between 2000 and 2003 was the worst corn pop, uh, big Whatever. t-shirt. Whatever. Uh, freaking, we call that, uh, what was that? Cameron was wrapping around... Um, Whole like uh, paper towels around his forehead. All that era of music was terrible to me. I hated it. It was what? too zappy. What? It was terrible. Man, I love. I hated it. Hated it. Anyway, love that. I love Obi Trice. Maybe Obi Trice. I give it to him. Bobby, don't be a hater. Your whole don't be a whole. Don't be a hater your whole entire life. The real slim shady was the stuff. Are you kidding me? That had to be one of my least favorite songs. Slim shady. The whole sound of the music in that era. I love slim shady. Pissed me off. When slim shady came. When slim shady came on, it was a wrap. I was. Man, I was finna get out there and just make it happen. And um, Maria, Maria. I love Maria. I just heard that the yeah, other day. The whole, the whole era did not resonate with me at all, man. I, I can't it. believe it. Golly, none I of them songs either. I loved it. And movies, uh, Freaky Friday, The Wedding Planner, Ocean's Eleven, Napoleon Dynamite, That's Love and right. Basketball, Barbershop, Wedding Crashers, Save the Last Dance, Accepted, and Swim Fan. That's why. Some of the movies that were out in 2000. I pretty much like all of these movies, even yeah. if Swim Fan was a B movie, Wedding yeah. Planner. I love The Wedding Planner. Napoleon that man dude got paid a thousand dollars for that movie. Wow. Right. That's what I'm Where saying. Where is like, he now? Oh, I, I haven't seen. seen him in I haven't seen. I haven't seen him. Did a little flick with uh, what old boy? I ain't seen him in. A I don't. I don't even know who the actor. What the actor's name was. And I'm usually, you know, I'm up on actors, but I don't. John. H- because I didn't. Hater. I don't know. That wasn't a movie that I really cared he for. Got a twin but, brother. But the wedding planner. The whole the whole movie yes. era was great. I love the movies that era. Love and basketball. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And say the last dance was one of my favorites too. Um, so Bobby, what are your final thoughts? We were at about um, about five minutes left. So what are your final thoughts about summer fun back in the day? Uh, what should people be doing now in 2021 
after we talked about all that fun stuff that we used to do. Man, really, with all this stress and all this nonsense going on, you should really yeah. be getting back in contact with some of these roots. Yeah. Some of your early roots of whenever life was fun. Okay. Whenever you enjoyed it. I noticed we didn't talk much about any television on here. No, we didn't. That's cool. But we there's a lot of great it. 90s television that we're always talking about. Yeah. So I can get and, we, that. and we watch. Yeah, right. So we, we still watch. on that. We, we still watch. You I'm know. still watching uh, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Love it. I believe that all of that stuff is what keeps us, you know, yeah. being able to go back to those TV shows and it keeps us kind of close to our roots in that sense. Because that's when we're developed. We're made in that era. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. I would You're say right. just get back to that, man. Get back to the fun loving, man. Well, in that, and you saying that, that, that reminds me, and I think I've said it before, that when I want to turn now in 2020, 2021, 2020 and 2021, now that Netflix has brought all these shows back, when I want to turn my mind off, uh, when I want to just relax and not worry about what's going on right now, man, I'm telling y'all, I've been just getting into um, just binge watching these shows so i watched them i started watching them at night um right before i go to bed and and, and you know some of the shows are just kind of, they're kind of corny you know what i'm saying they're yeah. talking about different things but they just kind of rest my mind and just take me back to the days when things were simple right. so right now i'm on half and half uh, about to finish that and then i'm about to go on to my next show that i'm going to watch but i've watched one-on-one um I've watched Girlfriends. Bring Malcolm you know, and Eddie to old Netflix. Uh, Malcolm, I, I don't know if Malcolm and Eddie are on there or not, to. but I'll look and see if Ma- I know because I, I know you like Malcolm and Eddie. But yeah, so um, Martin already comes on regular TV, but whenever they have that on Netflix and I get a chance to binge watch that, we'll be doing that as well. But yeah, so I'm with you, Bobby. Just kind of going back to that, just to kind of turn yourself down just for a little bit. You know right. what I'm saying? Just for right. a little bit, and uh, Wusa, uh, uh, so you can start the next day, man. And that's just real life. Uh, so my final thoughts, like I said last time on the show last week, camps are hot this summer. Work at one or send your kids to one so they can learn about the true happiness that was a child and teen's life minus social media. Yeah. Host a barbecue this summer. Go to a drive-in movie. Go find you a slip and slide for the kids and teach them that it's all in the slide. Catch up with your older family members and get them involved to start up your family reunions again if they've fallen by the wayside. If they haven't, attend yours. Let go of any past beef or turmoil and let your family see your face. In a lot of states, the mask mandate has toned down considerably and people have been vaccinated believing that they that, that will help stop the spread. Mm-hmm. So it should be a little more safe to just hang and breathe. Turn the TVs off unless it's a great movie that you and the family are watching. Mute the cell phones except for the times you're tuned in to Hot 702.5 FM or Food for the Soul and enjoy life, man. Yeah. No one knows the time or the day. It's always said. I always say. So that's our show for today. Uh, we're looking for businesses that want to get your promo or commercial on our show. New businesses, startups, small businesses, businesses looking for a comeback after the 2020 smackdown. If that is you, hit us up via email at foodforthesoulpresents at gmail.com or find us on FB and inbox us. We have great things coming up this year that can put you in the place you want to be, yes, touching more and more people, you guys. And we are changing something around we will have some new shows added to our food for the soul roster and we will be branching out on different platforms so you guys tune in next week as we give you the scoop of the different platforms that we are now going to be on and be sure to tune in tomorrow on fb live for our show rude awakening with me and my girl terry at two o'clock p.m central standard time and 12 o'clock p.m pacific standard time and then tune in next week for our movie monday of the week do the right Thing. Do Spot the me. right thing at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, live on our FB page. Our show has been sponsored in part by Total Relaxation, Talia B, and Orlay Worldwide. It's your girl Talitha Kume. Hey, your boy, Big Bobby B. Yeah, giving yeah. you something to talk about, and we are out. Yes, sir.